Sometimes you just want the quick facts. No opinions, no speculation. I'm Claire Thornton, an audio editor with USA Today. My team works around the clock to bring you the Five Things podcast. Every morning, me and my co-host Taylor Wilson help you know what to keep an eye out for that day. We always have a fresh mix of stories, from politics to entertainment to sports, covering all parts of the country. On Sundays, you can lean back with in-depth episodes about stories you may have heard earlier that week. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite shows and start listening to Five Things today. In the great halls of USA Today, we assemble the newsroom's mightiest nerds. Brett Molina. I'm so sorry for the producer of this podcast. <laughs> Kelly Lawler. I will fight you on it. Brian Truitt. Spoiler town! <laughs> Together, they form The Mothership. Their mission? To harness their collective encyclopedic knowledge of nerdiness in all its forms. To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership. Saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us, and happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, snow day, sort of. <laughs> well, we're recording this on a Wednesday, and it's snowing right now, so... It's very nice to look outside and check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. I play video games. And what's getting me through this week is, honestly, it's The Office, because that's what I go to for the last several months, any time I need a break. And it's also leaving Netflix, and I'm kind of going to miss it on Netflix, so I figured one last ride. I was just about to say, watch it while you can, if you are not a Peacock subscriber. Yeah, sad. I'm Brian Truitt. I watch movies, and what's getting me through this week, again, is The Prom. I just, like, watch random songs from it at this point, just to make me happy. So, two weeks going. That's pretty much my life. Um, hi, I'm Kelly Lawler, and I watch television. Um, and what is getting through the week is uh, re-watching Psych with my husband, which was supposed to be a show that he could watch when I wasn't around, because I have lots of shows that he that he, I have to watch when he's not around because I have a job about television um but I always wander over and watch it with him because it's just so pleasant and funny and very goofy and very not like the rest of the world <laughs> if this is your first time listening to us welcome new episodes of the mothership drop every Friday and you can subscribe for free on apple podcasts or wherever else you like to listen while you're on Apple Podcasts, wouldn't it be awesome if you could write a quick review about the show? By doing that, you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us. And as a bonus, you get a special shout-out on the next episode. So try it out. Tell us what you want to see from the show moving forward. It's all upside for you. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at Mothership Pod. Or you can email us, MothershipPod at USAToday.com. On to the main topic. Here's a clip. I love to move fast. I think that that's because I grew up the daughter of a great fighter pilot, and every day I would wake up and go outside and look up and see my father and his squadron taking off and their F-4s roaring across the sky, and it was the most thrilling thing still I've experienced in my entire life. 
So when he lost his life in service to this country, I, it ignited a desire to, in me to turn all of that tragedy and thrill into one day making the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. But I couldn't find the right story ever. I kept looking and looking, but I just couldn't find the right one until now. Now I found a movie about two things I love. So I'm gonna see you very soon. That was from the teaser for Rogue Squadron from Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, one of several new projects Disney has planned for Star Wars. Not to mention there's also the full slate of Marvel content coming soon and the other myriad of Disney Pixar stuff that Disney has planned for movies and Disney+. Plus. A um, lot out there. And that's what we're going to talk about this week. The incredible, dare we say, even overwhelming slate of TV shows and movies that are coming up for Star Wars and Marvel and much more. Let's start here, uh, Kelly, big picture. When What was your first reaction when you saw all of the stuff that Disney has planned laid out there? Well, my very first reaction was quietly laughing at my boss, Gary Levin, who thought it was going to be very easy to cover this call. Um, no, but seriously, uh, I thought, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> wow, I don't, there's so much that I don't know if I can hone in on opinion about any one particular thing. Um, but one thing I do, I am excited about without knowing how good any of these shows are going to be is that there's going to be more live action adult programming on Disney plus, which the streaming service desperately needs right now. It is great for families. It is great for kids. It's got a lot of nonfiction programming, but it doesn't have a lot of fictional live action um, not like adult as in inappropriate, but just stuff to entertain people who are older than 12. So um, that I'm really looking forward to. So, uh, Brian, what about you? What was your first impression when you saw everything that Disney had announced? Well, it does seem like they're remaking everything. So that's that's fun. Um, you know, a new alien with Family Robinson, like everything again. Disney's plundering our our um, childhoods for pretty much <laughs> our children's childhoods. Um, so that's that was fun. Um, I the whole presentation was pretty much it. It made Comic Con obsolete. I don't think we need to have Comic Con ever again if we just do that for four hours. Um, just project <laughs> it onto the to the world. Maybe throw in a few more stars next time. Um, there's a bunch of friggin' Star Wars. I was surprised at how much Star Wars TV there's going to be. Not that surprised considering how how um, popular the Mando is. Uh, I just think 10 shows may be a bit much, and I think we're kind of like diluting that well a little bit. Um, the movie we'll get to in a little bit. I, I, I was really excited about the movie part of it. Um, and it's interesting because Marvel's the exact opposite, where I think I think Marvel... I'm more excited about the TV shows than I am the movies at this point because I think the 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 TV shows are going to be following the legacy characters, you know, the legacy Avengers characters and you know their I guess not really sidekicks but their, you know, their predecessors to a degree whereas the movies, you know, the movies are kind of a big question mark because we don't know what what a, uh, the big bad's going to be next? You know, is it going to be Thanos? Or you know, we've had Thanos. Is it going to be Kang? Now the, the Fantastic Four movie. Is it going to be Galactus? Is you know who knows? Um, but I'm a little bit more. I'm excited more about the Marvel stuff than I'm Star Wars. But 
you know, I'm kind of excited for it all, really. The big thing that struck me about the Star Wars announcements was, and I don't know if it's just me or if I missed something, but it sure seems like Disney kind of doesn't want you to remember the last trilogy of movies that just happened and ended a year ago because it seemed like every announcement was pegged to the original trilogy. We obviously had a lot of that. The prequels, we had several announcements to that. We had stuff with Clone Wars. We had stuff with Mando. I don't think... And we even had one that was kind of slightly related to Rogue One. And I don't think there's anything that they showed that even talked about (laughs) that last trilogy that that just ended a year ago. Am I missing something? And if I'm not, are you surprised that we didn't see them go into that area of star wars lore more i mean they just don't want to touch that 30 years between between return of the jedi and and um and force awakens yet i mean that's what mando does i mean mando's set a few years after return of the jedi um and then i would imagine so is this ahsoka show so is rangers of the new republic that's uh, you know again you know i think we're gonna have those that and the the next season, the Mando, that is going to exist in that period after Return of the Jedi. That is, I feel like, that is the stuff that they need because we don't, we still don't know where the First Order came from. You know, we don't know how the New Republic turned into the Resistance. All that. There's a lot of stuff that hasn't. You know, who knows if we'll get too soon. But that's an interesting place to go with TV shows. You know, because that you get to build out a universe like the Mando is doing more than more so than like just a movie would. I I do not know why we keep going back to the prequel era, back to the you know the the original trilogy kind of era too. That you know Obi Wan Kenobi's set between Revenge of the Sith and you know the first Star Wars. That's just to bring Ewan McGregor back. I mean, I, I guess that could be good. Um, but yeah, it just in you know some of the animated shows are going back to that. I just I want to be done. I, Andor's going back to Ro- you know before Rogue One, and so that's again it's you know cl- around the prequel era. Era. Um, I just I'm tired of it. I'm I'm done with it. I don't want to go back there anymore. Even just to get Hayden Christensen back as Vader, I think that's kind of cool. But like I don't need to see that. I want to see Mando. I want to see I, Mando's my jam. I want to see more of Mando. I want to see more of the world that they're creating right now because that is a world we have not seen yet. I mean, it's 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 adjacent to the world we know, but it's 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 building out in new and different ways that going back to the the prequel era just doesn't do because we've we've been there so much. So Kelly, as far as uh, looking at all, everything they've offered Star Wars wise. Um, is there one project or a couple projects that you point to that you're particularly interested in or excited about? Um, I'm excited to see Hayden Christensen again, as I am an unapologetic um, prequel apologizer. Um, I think it's cool because of his personal story. He kind of left Hollywood for a while, kind of, he was like farming and stuff. Um, and like, you know, he hasn't been treated very well by the fans. And I'm just interested to see what what it is. I don't know how good it'll be, but I just I'm so curious and I think the the funding for that show is built on my and many other people's curiosity about that. Um I mean, I don't know, it's like a lot of TV shows. I the the more they make and the more into the weeds it gets, the narrower the audience becomes. 
um, like Mandalorian is very popular. We don't have um, numbers from Disney Plus, but it Nielsen has some okay numbers about uh, streaming video on demand, which is what you call anything on a streaming service. Um, and Mandalorian is one of the few non-Netflix projects that ever breaks into their top 10. Um, but just you sort of splinter it, and that's kind of the way that TV is going in general, so it kind of makes sense from a Disney perspective, but it's just I'm not seeing anything here that's going to be like a huge hit, a big, the one thing that all the Star Wars fans are going to watch, the one thing that is going to draw in a more general audience. And um, so, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's lots of really great stuff that like a general Star Wars fan never watched or read, you know, going all the way back to the old expanded universe. But it is an interesting strategy, and I do think that's why you're not part of why you're not seeing anything that more directly relates to the trilogy they just concluded, because there's still potential more movies coming on this on the scene. We don't know what they're going to be, but they're res- still trying to reserve, I think, some things for whoever was playing in that sandbox post-pandemic, post who knows what else, you know. At least it's not the Game of Thrones, guys. All I got to say about that. <laughs> um, so, Brian, is there... Well, let's let's go here. Let's talk Rogue Squadron, because that, I felt, was a pretty big announcement and definitely a surprise. Um, what are your expectations for that movie, Brian? Well, so I've always... Wa- I, I've long wanted some kind of, like, Star Wars Top Gun movie where there's no lightsabers. It's just a bunch of, like, dogfights and pilots and, like, you know you know tom cruise and you know just you know space volleyball just you know i want i I have always wanted that star wars top gun movie and i and i'm and it's it's cool that patty jenkins is doing it i i would i would like to remind hollywood there are more women directors than patty jenkins who can do like (laughs) big budget movies which we apparently patty jenkins is the only one anybody ever thinks of uh but i think i think i think she she's a good hire i i I kind of wonder when they're going to set it because I do wonder if it's going to be like that's going to be an original trilogy thing because that's, you know, the Rogue Squadron video game and comic books, I believe, were set in and around then. Or it, it possibly could be, you know, like young Poe Dameron or, you know, something something in the post, post-ROTJ era where, you know, that there, there was a Rogue Squadron then too. Which we've seen, we've seen people in X Wings and, and Mando, so it's, it's quite possible. Um, but I'm just, I, what I'm glad for is something that's not, you know, it's. I think it'll be different. I don't. It, it won't be a trilogy movie. It'll be something kind of different, and and I mean, it's something I've always wanted to see. So I'm I'm excited about that. I I, I do. I I wonder if it's gonna get how it's gonna play out with all these. TV shows, and is it going to get you know if are they going to get antsy for a new trilogy? Is that going to be put on the back burner? You know, I, I don't know, um, but I'm I'm excited about seeing that just because I think it's it's something we have not seen in this sand in the sandbox in this universe yet. You know, have me picturing Poe Dameron on like a volleyball beach court in Tatooine with the double sun up with Porkins, synchronizing Porkins his Jr. watch, Porkins Jr. Syn- synchronizing the watch, right. and getting ready to do two on two. Yeah, that's right. fantastic. Poe and, po and Jack Jr. against like some <laughs> bad dudes. Yeah, Ice <laughs> Man. <time>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna derail this pod. Um, okay, let's go to Marvel stuff because 
there was also a ton of Marvel stuff too. Um, Kelly, you obviously cover TV and very well. Um, and there were a lot of TV shows that were announced as part of this. Um, was there any one or two shows that you think are going to be particularly interesting, good, will do well? I mean, I've been wanting a series or movie or something about Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel, since I read the comics when they first came out in 2013, I believe. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I think it's a great one for Disney Plus because it can go, I think they can hit a tone that hits slightly younger kids without making it Disney Channel. So I think they can make it a family tone, but still, you know, appropriate that it can inspire a lot of kids, a lot of girls who are younger, basically. I think that's a smart move, and I hope that they they find that right, that sweet spot of um, sort of content and age group. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's... Other than that, I mean, the She-Hulk thing will be great, I assume, because Tatiana Maslany is really great. Um, what If was promised a long time ago, um, and now they're moving it to n- next summer, so I wonder what characters it's going to focus on. It's like sort of alternate histories of various Marvel things that we already know, but by the time it airs, we won't have had a lot of recent Marvel things to think about. Um, and I'm interested in a Guardians holiday special. That sounds fun. Um, it sounds very silly. Um, I kind of hope it's bad uh, because that would just be more, you know, thematically fitting. I don't nec- I love Tom Hiddleston. I'm not particularly interested in the Loki series, but that's just me. I just think that's that part's over. Kind of like what Brian was saying about prequel stuff. So, uh, Brian, what uh, Marvel stuff are you are most interested in? I mean, most. Of, I mean, all of it. I'm. I, I actually like. I I think they're going to do some interesting things with that Loki show where, you know, I think, you know, it's supposed to be a spy thriller and, and uh, obviously there's some kind of like weird time travel element to it or just travel, it's just a space travel element because he just of where he goes from Endgame to, you know, where he ends up in that trailer. That could be interesting because we, you know, kind of a deep state Marvel spy thriller kind of thing we have not seen. WandaVision, I don't know what that I'm interested in that. I do I do wonder how that's going to play in terms of how weird is it going to be? Um, but I think it'll be fine. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm 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 a a plus all over that because I I feel like that's gonna that's like a show that's gonna figure out you know proclaim Sam Wilson as the new Captain America but it also digs into like a lot of the stuff from the comic book run about like you know does does the government own Captain America or does you know America own Captain America and who you know who that what is that identity a person or is it a you know an idea. Um, that that I think could be a really interesting place to explore. Um, they do seem to be kind of using a lot of the like popular comic runs in these shows. Uh, the Hawkeye series, which is going to have Jeremy Renner and and as Hawkeye, and then Kaylee or Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop, is it seems to be pulling straight from the Matt Fraction show series with Pizza Dog. Um, the She Hulk stuff seems to be pulling from the Dan Slot. Um, run where you know she was a she was a lawyer it was more of a comedic kind of thing where she was a lawyer dealing with like a different superhero or supervillain like every case 
they're nicely pulling from things from the comic run the comic runs that worked and they can do in an episodic ver- way with with a TV show. Um, the movies, I, I I feel like there there's some fun things with the movies. I think Fantastic Four. I do. I I'm really interested in seeing who they cast for that because John Watts. I think is a you know after seeing what he's done with two Superman films, I think he's a great pick for that. Spider Man. Oh yeah, Spider Man. What did I say? <laughs> Superman. Superman. <laughs> he can do. A, I bet he can do a, an awesome Superman movie too. But yeah, Spider Man. Um, and uh, and the Ant Man movie. I think you know introducing Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. That's an awesome casting move, and I'm 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 so excited to see him in there as a, as a bad guy. And I feel like they're either setting up Kang as like a big bad for like the next round of movies. Or maybe he's like the kind of guy who who gives people tr- Avengers trouble until we get to Galactus and Silver Surfer and stuff, you know, that the Fantastic Four probably gets into. And we don't need, I mean, we've not seen anything about any X Men things either. Um, and Deadpool's supposed to be like doing something in terms of there's supposed to be a new Deadpool three coming out. Um, so I, I will be interested to see if any of these mo- movies and TV shows start throwing in hints about about mutants and X-Men. I feel like that might be a cool thing for WandaVision to do since they're, they're playing in some kind of strange waters. I almost wonder if they're going to turn Kamala Khan into a mutant instead of an inhuman because they kind of washed the inhumans part away with the uh, other half of Marvel TV that they, they're trying to pretend doesn't exist anymore. Right. I mean, that would make, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we're probably a good year or two away before we start getting into hints or clues about x-men and stuff like that i feel like there's still time which is oh, fine probably not even that i mean we we might black black widow and eternals and and i mean we haven't even seen these movies that were supposed to already be out by now so i think i think i think the mutants are, are farther along than maybe that but i think i but if they were smart they would start putting little easter eggs that like that we might understand we might not know now but like we'll pay off later mm-hmm um, one final question. We'll wrap this all up. So the thing that struck me when I was seeing this list was, am I going to be alive to see this all? Because it's just, <laughs> I think as you get, it's just, it's, it, there's so much. That's, I think what it, that's what got me. It's like, there's so much stuff. It's to the point where I'm like, are they going to be able to get all this out in a certain time? And will I be around to see it all? And I don't know. But do, do you at all feel overwhelmed by so much stuff? Because, you have all these Marvel shows. You have all these Star Wars shows. There's also tons of other stuff everywhere else. I mean, are you feeling like, how am I going to find time for all this? No, no, not particularly. I mean, I think, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like after DC pulled, they're like, here's what we're going to do for the next 10 years. Um, and then like half of it never even came true. I mean, I'm, I think, you know, anything else is, you know, that was maybe overwhelming, you know, in terms of a failure maybe, but, um, but, you know, I'm pretty much whelmed by this, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm not underwhelmed, not overwhelmed, but whelmed, you know, I, I, I think, I think you can in Europe. Hmm? No one, no one gets that 10 things made about you reference. Oh gosh. Oh. Yes. No, I just got it. <laughs> Anyway, the, so so I, I feel like there's, you know, I I think that's all that's all these people have got to do. You know, that's their this is their bread and butter 
is Marvel and Star Wars. So they gotta they gotta like really lean into it because that's where their fan base is. Who who we'll we'll see you know when Avatar two through five come out, maybe you know that'll be the that'll be the fan du jour, and you know we'll get like ten Avatar sh- spinoff shows later on. But right now, Please Marvel God, no. and Star Wars are it, and they gotta they gotta put their put their horses to that. I mean, I'm not any more overwhelmed than I have been for like the past five years of watching television. I agree with Brian that I'm not totally sure that everything is going to come to fruition. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. Much like with the Avatar movies, and I may not believe that they exist even when I am watching them. I used to say in a theater, but now God only knows where I'll be watching them. But um, I think they, even before the pandemic, direct-to-consumer streaming was where the industry was going, and now it's accelerated. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how Disney shakes out. They they had a few, uh, like, one thing to say about FX, like, one thing to say about Hulu. They got the Kardashians, so um, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes in, in, in a uh, side of uh, Disney that we don't often talk about. Well, there we go. Um, okay, listeners, it's your turn. What Star Wars, Marvel, any Disney project are you most excited about? Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at Mother Shepard, or you can tweet at us directly. I'm at Brett Molina 23 I'm at Brian Truitt. And I'm at K-Lals, K-L-A-W-L-S. And don't forget, you can email us, too. We're at MothershipPod at USAToday.com. Uh, that'll do it this week. Thanks so much for listening. Special thanks to our pilot slash producer of The Mothership this week, Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other people find the pod, and we get some great feedback. If Apple Podcasts isn't your jam, you can also find us on Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Until next week, nerds out. Later. See ya. Later.